Um, well, we're, we're calling our, our Advent series A Season of Grace, and we'll be exploring a few of the historical characters that are surrounding the Nativity story, but we're going to do it through the lens of grace. And uh, I think after all, we, we all feel that, that need, that sense of uh, desperation for grace, for uh, a little bit of favor or a little bit of give or uh, a little bit more of the empowering presence of Jesus in our daily lives. And there's grace for us in this amazing story. Let's go now into it. But it was long ago Janie was lovely, she was a queen of my night There in the darkness with the radio playing low We traveled far Mountains that we moved We are from the Far East. We showed up to the king to greet him and met Herod. Oh, why are you such a little king? I'm not a little king. I'm a. You're just very big wise men. No. So, give for me. Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, we're following a star to find and worship the new king of the Jews. Uh, do can you tell us where we might find him? Bethlehem, sir. Bethlehem. That's where he is. That's where he is. Uh, be quiet, you. Um, Bethlehem, and come and tell me when you find him. We were sent to Bethlehem to find this Messiah. The star led us to his home. We met his mom.
we bowed low in worship, and we gave our gifts. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 18 to 20 says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And my big idea this morning is that all people have been invited into God's kingdom through Jesus. All people have been invited into God's kingdom through Jesus. And this is a story about foreigners. We have traveled from the far east, aliens in a foreign land. We are aliens. Not that kind of alien. I'm an alien. Oh, no. Uh, We are not aliens. We're magi. Alien just means we belong somewhere else. I'm an alien. Why? Even in the stories, and why not famous Jewish people? What's that J-pop star name? I can't remember. I'm an alien. This story is recorded in Matthew chapter 2, and it's the source of frustration for nativity reality experts everywhere. Of course, we've taken some liberties in the dialogue, which uh, again will be uh, a frustration to the reality experts, of course. They'll take issue with it. But the story really is this. It's recorded Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And then the story goes on. You know, they have this strange encounter with King Herod. Um, And then they're redirected to Bethlehem and they go to Bethlehem where they find the star directing them to a specific house, um, a certain place. And as they go there, they find the child with his mother and they bow to worship him. Now there's no reference about a stable or about baby Jesus in the manger or anything like that. And, but the story is that, uh, you know, there's a house and there's a child Jesus. And still they worship this child and they present their royal gifts. These, this, these incredible um, things they're offering to Jesus. And it's a familiar story to Christmas churchgoers everywhere. And so I wonder if maybe we've forgotten the, the most important question here is why? Why? Maybe we've stopped asking it. Why? Why foreigners? Why pagans in the story? The title, even the title Kings is a bit of a misnomer. Uh, You know, the song goes, we three kings, but uh, actually the word is is wise men or magi. Uh, Scholars think this is, these are Zoroastrian astrologers who are coming 
Uh, and, you know, if we were to try to discern maybe where they're from the Far East to us is, is maybe further than their Far East. And so maybe uh, these were Persian or they were from Southern Arabia or maybe Mesopotamia. And uh, it's possible they had knowledge of the Hebrew scriptures. And so if they were Persian, maybe it's from the time of Daniel and uh, that they encountered the Hebrew scriptures and they would be familiar with this idea of a king of the Jews. And uh, maybe there were 10, not three, maybe there were 15. I mean, the number is not actually specified. Maybe you'll notice that if you read it yourself. Three, the idea of three wise men is, uh, it lends itself from the three gifts that are presented. And that would be that each of the wise men presents one of these very valuable gifts. So, you know, those are different things we might think about or scholars will wrestle. But, but really the question that comes at the heart of it all is why foreign visitors at all? Why not, why not Jewish royalty? Why not Jewish wise people? Why foreigners? And this brings us to the grace point. Uh, WCB News, Bethlehem, just have a couple questions for you. Uh, what's changed for you, really? Well, uh, I feel different. Uh, I didn't even realize, of course, that my quest was for something more. For hope. For peace. Yes, well, different for certain. A, a sense of peace now. I'm an alien. And thank you. Uh, well, uh, what's next for you? I'm changed. I've changed my allegiance to follow this new king. Space, the final frontier. Sounds great. I'm just a bodyguard. I'm telling everyone, uh, this new king is a king for all people, for you and me. There's really three reasons why we could argue that the Magi are there at all. And the first reason is that it fulfills scripture. Psalm 72 verse 10 says, May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and, the, and Seba present him gifts. See, the coming of the Messiah was foretold long before and the manner and the place was described and, and many of the elements of Jesus' birth and of his life and actually of his death are fulfillment of scripture that were given prophecies that were given long, long before. A baby born in Bethlehem, these royal courtiers bringing tribute. There's the prophecy of mourning in Ramah, which we see when Herod lets loose in his rage, Jesus's birth was unlike any other. A second reason is that the coming of the Magi to present their gifts and worship Jesus declares the kingdom. It declares the kingdom. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And it speaks of a kingdom that will have no end. And so there's a reason Herod wants to kill Jesus. I mean, 
a reason why he'll systematically murder toddlers in Bethlehem. There's a reason why Jesus is a threat to his throne. Herod is a ruthless tyrant king. And we see that in lots of different places in literature. We know this to be true about him, that he was an evil man with a cold heart who's after one thing, power and the throne. And these foreign dignitaries, they come and they announce the one who has been born king of the Jews. And Jesus was born king of the Jews and of the whole world. And of course, thirdly, uh, the coming of the Magi echoes our own story. Galatians 4, 4 to 5 says, When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. This, above all else, is a grace story. I don't know about you, but uh, I haven't really gone anywhere foreign recently. I mean, we're not really allowed. And I don't even know f- about you, but I don't know if, if America counts to you as a, as a foreign place to go. I mean, I know it is a foreign country, like it's not our country, but uh, it, you know, I don't know if it counts in the way we're maybe talking about foreign because uh, you know, its language is similar and its culture is similar, although maybe there's some differences. But, um, but, but maybe you, I, I have traveled to actually foreign countries where the language was different and the culture was different. And I have experienced what it feels like to be a foreigner, to not understand the language or the culture, to be confused about why people are laughing in a certain conversation or circle or why everyone's staring at you when you do a certain thing and that you're the stranger. You're the one who's the outsider. This is the way in which the story of the worshiping Magi echoes our own story. I mean, the Bible tells the story of an in crowd and an out crowd. And the in crowd were the Jews. And even then, after a while, it wasn't all the Jews. It was just certain Jews, just specific Jews. The ones who do well at following the rules that guarded the rules or, or the commands for the commands. Those people, Jesus called them whitewashed tombs, shiny exteriors with rotting interiors. This religious system that came to be was one that left a lot of people looking in from the outside. A few were inside and many, many, many people were left outside. People who were desperate for hope. People who knew they'd blown it. People who felt like strangers and foreigners. Even Jewish people who felt this way. And Jesus came to the outsiders and he came so that they could come and worship. He invited them in. Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. And the both is insiders and outsiders, the Jewish people and the Gentiles. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens 
And so the Christmas story is a grace story. It's full of messiness and strange characters. And it's a gospel story, a good news story full of messiness and strange characters. And it's into this mess and to these strange characters that Jesus comes, offering hope and healing. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And so like Magi, we come to worship. Outsiders invited in, sojourners, travelers, seekers, welcome to offer what we have in worship to this King of Kings. And the question comes, how do we apply this? This Sunday, our Advent word is peace. And uh, just even saying it is, it feels unnatural in this time, in a global pandemic, in these restrictions, in this loss, in this loneliness, in the shifting landscape, in this chaotic world, in this uncertainty, in our hearts. Frederick Buckner said, what we hunger for perhaps more than anything else is to be known in our full humanness. And yet that is often just what we also fear more than anything else. Isn't that true? I mean, you and I want this peace. We want this relationship, but we also know our weakness. We know our failure. We know our humanness. Maybe you have felt far away. Maybe you have felt like the stranger or the outsider, the alien, the orphan, the cripple, the lost be afraid. What would you give to be brought near? What would you give to belong, to have a peace that lasts? And there's an invitation. The beginning of our Ephesians passage, we're we're talking about connects peace and outsiders. And this is what it says. Ephesians chapter 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. And a little bit later, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. Peace for those who are far off and for those who are near and for everyone in between. For the foreigner, for the outsider, for the traveler, for the seeker. And so this invitation is for you and me. We who were once far off to come close, to draw near, to experience his peace. Jesus won this peace and he is this peace. And so an invitation begs response. And so we respond like magi. We, we see the signs and we respond. We seek out the king. We come to worship. We recognize the coming. 
John 1.14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory. The glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. In conclusion, all people have been invited into God's kingdom through Jesus. The story is that Magi came to worship Jesus as the king. They followed a star and they found him. And when they found him, they worshiped him and gave him gifts. And the question that arises for us out of this story is why foreigners? Their worship was prophesied. In scripture, their coming announced the kingship and their gifts were fit for royalty. And of course, their story echoes our story. The stranger welcomed in to this kingdom. All who come are welcomed. And of course, this is all about peace this morning. Peace for us. Peace for all who would receive it. Not because you deserve it, but because Jesus came. Because he came. Jesus, who is our peace for strangers and foreigners and outsiders and outcasts, all invited in. And so for us today, in the middle of all this, peace. Jesus is our peace. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for these stories uh, that beg a question. Why this way? Why these people? And uh, so often, these stories echo our story. They are your story, a story of grace, where you came and you called the outsiders in, where you invited them to come and to worship, to declare your kingdom. And so uh, this morning, like magi, outsiders, we come invited in by you. We worship you. We say you are the king. We ask, Lord, that your peace, the peace you won decisively at the cross, victorious, where you killed the hostility and you tore the curtain, that that peace would be available for each person watching, each person listening to this message, that they would open their heart to your peace, to you. Thank you that every heart that asks, you respond to. We do love you. Amen.